0: Live from Melbourne, Australia, and Toronto, Canada, this is the All Things Smartphone Show with Phil Hawthorne and Rohan Paramandi. Along with me is Phil Hawthorne. Hey,
1: Phil. Good morning. Good evening, Rohan. How are we?
0: That's right. I am very well. Very well. It's just been, uh, you know, one of those weekends where there's just one thing after the other and <laughs> it's, it's, it's been busy, so it's
1: good. It's good, yeah. And as usual, we're working couple of minutes late, but that's all right. Just a few camera issues this morning, tech issues, as there always is. I'm trying to do something right. on a schedule, right? So.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hopefully everyone's able to um, join us and, you know, so on and so forth. So again, just here's our socials as well. So feel free to follow us and join us. And uh, yeah, so today we are streaming on Twitch and YouTube, so that'll be nice. Um, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to everyone joining us shortly.
1: Yeah, there will always be uh, recordings on YouTube as well if you need to catch up. And eventually we will have a podcast as well. So if you prefer to just listen to the audio, we will yeah. get a podcast feed out very shortly once we get some episodes under this uh, banner, I guess. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right.
1: So until our, then, uh, should we uh, kick off with uh, what we were <laughs> wanted to talk about today? And it's unfortunate. I think anyone that's, you know, sort of followed us over from the Home Assistant podcast. We'll be all too familiar with our, you know, cloud structs again, segment that we regularly have. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, again, it's another vendor has decided to kill their cloud services. And, uh, it's a pretty bad one. This one, it's called Insteon, which is a pretty popular little, uh, home automation protocol. Yeah. It's been around for quite some time. I think, what was it? Like 2003, 2005, that they came around
0: something like that yeah they're there and and you know back in the day they're one of the better well uh known ones right mm. and uh you know it's 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 unfortunate i think it's uh it's one of those things where you know these these companies have a good platform and you know great uh i don't know what you want to call it but great customer base as well right mm. and and then you know that kind of goes uh to the wayside. Right. And just depending on what happens and I don't know, it it, it sounds like the company, again, it sounds like they had good intentions and, and, you know, in, in the notice that they put up on their website, it was very, uh you know, it, it it sounded genuine, like, hey, you know, we, we basically can't really operate anymore. Um, and as such, we're shutting down our services. I think the unfortunate part is how the actual shutdown happened, because it, it sounded like, like I mean, if, if you followed any of the news around it, it just came down to people were like, hey, okay, the, there's this thing happening. Why can't I access stuff? And then all mm. of a sudden, some, I forget who it was, maybe it was Eros Technica or somebody else, published an article saying, hey, you know, Incyon may have died. Yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah. That's never really what you want, right? It's like, yeah. I, I don't actually know for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think what really, so if we take step back, so Insteon, I think, uh, was probably born out of the old X10 sort of evolution. Um, yeah. So from my understanding, their protocol is proprietary-based. They use a combination of both uh, wireless and power lines um, to communicate mm-hmm. across all the devices. So uh, you would have a, a switch that would communicate... Uh, through the your power lines in your wall over to another device, similar to what X10 uh, used to do. I mean, if you're familiar with that protocol. Yeah. Uh, and then they would also uh, create a mesh with a wireless frequency, which I'm guessing is some form of RF, completely different to ZigBee or Z Wave. Um, it was their own uh, network. So, you know, if you had wireless sensors that were battery operated or anything, they could also talk Insteon, which was perfect, right? Um, so they, it's like the best of both worlds. you got, uh, the use of, you know, power line, you know, hardwired connections, which would be super fast, uh, not needing to rely on wireless communication. And then you also got the wireless point of view. So you could, you know, have things at the corner of the house away from any controller or hub at the other end of the house. and, And it would all just mesh nicely.
0: Yeah. Which is, which is a great, again, concept wise, this, and, and, and again, back in the day, open source and stuff wasn't as big of a thing. Mm-hmm. So it so it is proprietary, but it but it worked well, right? And yeah. and you know the people I, I know a couple of people that that have run it in in
1: their lives, right? At some point, yeah.
0: And 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 they're huge fans of it.
1: And so, so yeah, I guess you know from, you fast forward now, they were very like even in home systems, like a lot of people have you know always been talking about Insteon, I've got this little switch. The switches looked like a, a nice product. I haven't used any myself. Rahan, I don't know if you've considering them at some point.
0: I hadn't just because, I mean, when, when I first got into home automation, which is when I, when I bought this house and when we moved in and so on, it was, you know, the cost was a big factor and, and Instion is, is a, you know, it's a rock solid product, but it's also that comes with a price, right? Yeah. So like the yeah. Apple or Sonos of the world, right? Like you're paying for the premium. Absolutely. And, and, you know, unlike an Apple or Sonos, the, like Instion was built around home automation like they, they, their product was was a home automation product right that yeah. that is what they did day in day out so again there was value there it's just for me it was it was on the higher side of things and you know just i don't know a few days into a mortgage you're not uh the first thing <laughs> i don't want to do is spend a ton of money right so that's it that's it so i i think you know but but again not that's not a knock on the products i think the unfortunate part now is that anyone that, that's that's you know, in the Insteon ecosystem has kind of, uh, you know, gotten to a point where they're kind of like, well, crap, what do I do now? Mm. Right.
1: And And so Insteon devices are still working locally. I think that's um, important to remember. Um, It is a, as I said, it's power lines and local mesh. The unfortunate thing is uh, their hub, uh, the way the hub was designed, which enables, you know, you to uh, communicate over, uh, smart devices like the Google Home, Amazon Echo, those devices, or that hub, I should say, actually relies on the cloud. And so when Incyon decided to close down their servers abruptly, you couldn't access the hub. Um, and, you know, there is a reset button on it. I think if you've got a hub, don't hit the reset button just yet. Uh, yeah. Important not to do that. Um, but, yeah, so yeah, now you've got... Uh, if you didn't have an Insteon Hub, uh, I think the only way you're going to be able to get some sort of smarts back into your home uh, is to obtain a hub. And you know, with Insteon now out of business and no other one else having the intellectual property to you know create their own version of a hub, you've sort of now in a position where you've got to uh, find a hub. And I think some people are selling used Insteon Hubs on eBay for like 300 US dollars I've seen reported. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's tough. And
0: you know, which which on on the one side is hey, it's a great deal for 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 that kind of a, a hub, right? And I, again, keeping in mind it is proprietary, it is um you know, it, it's it's dated now and and unfortunately it's a little more of a I don't even I don't even know what like it's it's I guess it can it be considered an antique now like is is it too (laughs) soon right but but I but I you know I I struggle with this one because because again it's a fantastic product or or it was a Mm. fantastic product at least at least from everything I've heard like I said I don't have firsthand knowledge on that but uh the people that seem to like like it loved it right Yeah, yeah um so so I mean you know, Phil, you and I both use Home Assistant, right? And, and for those that don't know, we, we also have the Home Assistant podcast. Hopefully you join us there as well, right? Right, um, so on and so forth. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things there is tools like Home Assistant or also um, OpenHAB, there's a few there's a few options there right where you know you can actually utilize those and still use your uh instion hardware so right now what that means is so instion just just for those that don't know with instion it still has local controls so there's that hub that you have at home that still talks to the switches it's all still in the house right so at home assistant or um open hab or, or any of these other tools would do is they would basically say okay let me talk to that hub directly and tell the hub to turn on the light turn off the light whatever that might be right scenes and so on and so forth so as phil said don't reset your uh don't reset your your hubs just yet um what should uh what should people do phil Well,
1: you may have lost uh, I, oh, oh, My screen go. has frozen, but I'm here. I'm here. I, uh, that's my awesome. Camera's frozen. Oh, no, I've got a, a good picture, so I'm just gonna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, hide my camera for a little bit there. Um, so I think for the time being, um, what people should do, definitely don't reset your hub. Um, yeah. That's first foremost. Don't reset that now. If you have the hub and you've already got it linked to your network, Home Assistant, um, Openhab. There's also Universal Devices. They're currently working on ways to sort of get around the cloud um, mm-hmm. so the main thing that we want to use for uh these sort of third-party systems is just the the radio that's on board those the like, those hubs yeah just to communicate and cross the bridge into into in land so um there are some ways that home assistant are being able to do it uh i know and just because we have access to a home system ourselves and we've seen the blog post uh, home Assistant are currently actively working on a better interface to link devices. So, yeah. you know, if you've got um, a device from Inseon maybe you've got to use one off eBay, you've got one brand new in the box that you haven't put up in the wall yet. There is a ways to uh, pair it into your network um, through the local gateway. Um, so Home Assistant are actively working on that. Um, I know uh, I've heard Universal Devices are currently talking to Inseon trying to see if they can get access to any of the, uh like the frequency anything. the code base yeah see if they can reverse engineer something so that you know they can create a you know like a, another hub or something um yeah so i think just that the main bit is don't reset the hub if you've got one or try and obtain one as soon as you can quick as possible yeah yeah and and you know that means for now i would hold off on buying
0: anything in steon right um look at other other alternatives Um uh, you know, but with that said, if you are in that ecosystem right now, let's look at uh, bringing it in. You know, you might bring it into again, home assistance, the one project that both Phil and I use, but that might also mean you use uh, OpenHAB, whatever it is, right? and and I'm sure some of the other other um whether it's smart things or or whoever else, I'm sure some of those uh, those kind of vendors would also start to bring those uh, those features in, right? to say, hey, you know what? you can actually use us and use us as a jumping off point. Hopefully Instion's able to say, hey, you know, while our servers are shut down, here is our um I don't want to say code base, but like here here is our APIs or here's our library that you can you can use to leverage something like this.
1: Will that happen? Well, this, this is I don't know. It really bad, right? So we've had and we've talked about you know CloudStocks again for quite some time. Um, and generally the, the way it unfolds is there is a tweet or a press release from the company saying, um, you know, hello, uh, unfortunately due to circumstances beyond our control uh, in 90 days, in 180 days on this date, uh, we will be closing our cloud services. Please ensure that you have backed up all your data, um, close your accounts. Um, here's what to do in the meantime, right? Or here's what you wanna do as a, a migration path uh, I know some vendors, uh, their migration path is, thanks for using us, uh, please throw away your device in <laughs> the uh, electricity recycling plant nearest to you, don't put it in the general waste, right? Yeah, um, which yeah. Which I think is that uh, device tracker. That, that's that's um, the Logitech approach as well. And Logitech, yes. there you go. So, um, so, yeah, Insteon didn't do any of that. They, I think, uh, from what I'm reading in the news, like maybe early March, uh, they ran out of money. They were trying to sell... Yeah. So clearly the, the company has been in uh, some financial troubles even before the pandemic. So they were trying to get some investment that failed. They then tried to look for a, uh, someone to buy the company. Uh, then that failed at uh, the last minute. Um, they just ran out of funds. So basically all the staff were just told, you know, uh, that's it, no money, no, no job. Uh, everyone was locked out, I guess, because not even a blog post, the website wasn't updated. And yeah. then just one day in April, I guess a bill did get paid for a server somewhere, and uh, it got turned off. And because even the status page of Instion says everything is operational.
0: Um, yeah, I mean it's so right now they do have a they have a they have a notice on their on their website, and yeah. basically like when you go to instion.com, it says hey you know after successful year after many successful years, Smart Labs has found itself in financial difficulties. Blah blah blah, right? Uh, long, long and short of it is the company was assigned to a financial services firm in March to optimize the assets of the company, i.e., sell, sell it. it off. Right? Yeah. So, I'm sure. I'm sure. Again, as in any organization, they have they have you know bills to pay and 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 yep. people to pay back. Right. So, obviously, a lot of these assets would you know get sold off and going towards paying off those creditors or whatever. But you know, I think I think. The unfortunate part here is, you know, it's, uh, it didn't go through and the, uh, company was assigned to the financial services firm in March. It's now end of April. So they did have a little bit of leeway there to say, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, like, by the way, folks we're in, and, and, and I get it, right. Sometimes they can't talk about it and so on and so forth and just say, Hey, we're, we're in a bit of a shamble. Um, but at the same time, I also think. You know, there, 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 can be some sort of disclosure. There can be some sort of like it shouldn't be Aras Technica or somebody like you know some news outlet Absolutely. being like, yeah. hey, by the way, you're you're the stuff that you have spent thousands of dollars on may be dead potentially.
1: Yeah. Don't don't use it right,
0: like, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, and 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 you know, it's 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 not a knock on those folks for for reporting it. They're they're just reporting what they're seeing. But at the same time, it's, you know, on, on a company like Insteon, I would expect a little bit better for them to talk about, hey, you know, this is what I, this is what we, this is what happened and and here's how you go from here. Um, I think this is kind of where it becomes important. I mean, the nice thing in here is because Insteon has a local API and or or the ability to actually access that device locally, I think that means that now Insteon can say or, or folks like Home Assistant or, or OpenHab or whoever can say, you know, hey, let's let's actually take this and we can actually use, uh, we can actually steer our product to be able to, so that you can still leverage it until the product is actually fully dead. Mm-hmm. Will it be fully dead? I don't know. Will they push a firmware update to brick the device? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But, um, or I don't even know how they would do that if they don't have a cloud service anymore. Yeah, but But, you know, it's, I, th- I think it could have been played better, but all in all, because of the architecture of the way Insteon has built their product, I, I think maybe there is a bit of a saving grace here in, the, in that it's a local,
1: right? I think that is, yeah, the only... And generally, you know, when anything is just completely cloud um, and, you know, there's no local yeah. control at all, that's when you, you do get into some trouble. I think the problem here is, though, that it's okay for people that have an Insteon device today that have the hub, but if you don't have the hub or you haven't linked up uh, your hub with, you know a third party system like open hub home assistant yeah. and you were just relying on the install hub to do all your automations those automations are not working anymore they're gone Yeah, or you can't log in to edit them um, yeah
0: i think i think even if you do reset your hub i think the hub can still pair i think the big problem here is because of the the nature of your ceiling or behind a behind a wall plate or something like that and uh you'd need to repair those devices um, yep. I don't know what the reliance on the, the cloud is to be able to repair those devices. I believe you should still be able to repair them with the with the actual hub uh, in your house. It's just, it, it'll be a bit of a pain, right? Um, and, and I think it's still kind of early to say, um, you know, I, I think it's still kind of early to say, is there something going on or can can there be something to do? I don't know.
1: Yeah. So I guess we could spitball for a second here, Ram. What, what do you? I know I've, I've got some opinions, but what, what do you think is caused? Like, how do we get here today, from Insteon's point of view? How do you what mean? Do you, like... like, so I. I, I so let me put it this way. I think what's happened here is Instion, uh, you know, sort of was born out of the X10 mm-hmm. uh, sort of you know home automation area. They went in. They sort of found an area where they thought, let's do some premium high-end, you know, home automation, they created their proprietary system, which is all yeah. good. Then what's happened is, you know, the Internet of Things has really kicked off, uh, you know, in the late, yeah. you know, early 2000s, sorry, the late 2000s, early 2010s. You've got things like Philips Hue, LifeX that have come out and they've leveraged Zigbee, which is, uh, you know, sort of, a. and we talked about that in the last episode, sort of like a an open protocol, um, but open to interpretation. Uh, and yeah. that sort of, uh, you know, then kicked off a whole bunch of other smart devices, uh, you've always got the uh, Z-Wave has then, you know, had some competition uh, against yep. uh, Insion, same thing, you know, multiple vendors in the Z-Wave sort of area. And I think just on price, you know, you've, you've sort of got uh, high-end products, yep. maybe people were price out, you were case in point here, Rohan, you said, you know, you were not looking at spending that much money on smart devices. Um, So I think that's where they've sort of landed themselves in this high end position, and then had so much competition from the lower end. Yeah. Uh, Internet of Things devices, Philips Hue, Zigbee, Z-Wave. Now, two year you've got Wi-Fi two year based stuff. Yep. Um, and you've got Matter coming out uh, very shortly. Yeah. Uh, which is Ensoniq was not, I believe, a, a secretary to. So you know that was yep. going to be another competing product. I think the writing was on the wall. You know, unless you were able to get a lot of high end, uh, a lot of high end homes, uh, you were going to be, yeah, always falling back on those protocols.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I think that the thing here is, you know, going forward, what can they do? Well, if they continue to do this, I mean, I would love to see the protocol being opened up or or something of that sort. Yeah. Um, to say, hey, you know, here is or or maybe the entire platform as an open source project or something like that, which would be pretty cool. Again, I don't see that happening. Um, that's 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 a that's wishful thinking. Again, if I had a company, would I do that if I'm shutting down? I think I want to. I, I don't know what the mechanics of that would be, though. Right. Um, and, and I know there are like people that will say, hey, you know, like if you hand it over to me, I can run it as I know as an open source project. And, and there's a ton of community members there that that would leverage things like that. But
1: um, the problem here you've got is money. That is their exactly. intellectual property. That's their, their big, you know, that's their whole company. Right. And yeah. they've got people saying, hey, you owe me money unless the open source community can come up with some funds to buy it. I don't think. Uh, what those credits are probably looking for is something like a a Philips Hue like a Philips brand or a yeah competing uh Somebody to know, buy brand them. and to buy out the protocol and yeah
0: yeah and and that's the other I mean you look at companies like like BlackBerry and stuff like that right I mean they they from a mobile device perspective they went you know I, I don't want to say downhill but they they again they had great devices they just they just weren't as popular anymore right yep. um, but they make a ton of their money with patents and stuff like that right or or selling off a lot of their thing or licensing their patents uh, even mm. right so maybe maybe that's something they do but unfortunately you know i don't think that's how it's 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 playing out um, it sounds like it's it's basically just dying um i think you know i think i think again it it is it is a very unfortunate uh, situation Right for Absolutely. for Instion and and Smart Labs, who's the who's the parent company of Instion, um, and and all of their staff and so on. Um. And you know, there is there is a interesting question here. Um, you know, are there any other companies that you know of that might run into financial trouble like Instion that we should clear uh, steer clear from? Well, <laughs> uh, I think
1: this is a uh, an interesting question. I don't want to get into trouble. I don't want, uh, you know. Lawyers looking on at my door, yeah. saying, "Hey, you just said uh, <laughs> you you're in trouble." So yeah. I think I think we, we should answer this in a, a generic sense. I don't know, uh, you know, we don't have access to company books. I don't know if there's any particular company that uh, has writing on the wall, wall for me. Um, I think my general rule, and we and we touched on this in the last episode, is stick away from anything that requires a cloud, essentially. Yeah, now. especially especially if it's proprietary behind mm-hmm. that too. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, so, let me go dig into that a little bit further. So, things like Philips Hue. I'm not saying Philips is uh, going to run out of money anytime soon, or the Hue yeah. brain's going away. So, just professor, but if Philips Hue was to, you know, all of a sudden tomorrow say, hey, all our cloud services are done, the good thing is that because all or most of their light bulbs are now using Bluetooth or and mainly Zigbee. Uh, there are a whole bunch of hubs. You don't need the Philips Hue hub to power those devices. Um, yeah. And there are a whole bunch of manufacturers out there talking Zigbee. You know, even your Amazon Echo devices have yep. Zigbee in them now. So the Zigbee protocol is not going away. So Zigbee is safe. Same with uh, Z-Wave. Um, I, I'm just picking those two off because they're what I primarily use. Um, you know, Z-Wave has a whole bunch of different manufacturers. Yes, there is a. S- single point of failure in terms of uh, Silicon Labs, um, they sort of own the patents and they sort of, you know, do the certification for devices. Yeah. But, um, and you, you do need to get your Z-Wave chips from there. But I do think they are trying to address that problem um, similar to uh, Zigbee. I think they're starting to look at open sourcing some of their Z-Wave hardware so that this sort of situation yeah. that could arrive, uh, that's just arise with um, Insteon yeah. can't happen to Z-Wave. So, Right now, ZigBee uh, and, you know, in the future, Matter, I think have uh, the more resilience, Z-Wave, until we can sort of see that reliance on Silicon Labs gone away, I think is a, is a bit of a risk uh, to being in a similar situation. Not that any company could go under, it's just that, that Silicon Labs is that single point of failure that needs to be addressed here. Yeah. Um, and anything Wi-Fi, this is why I avoid Wi-Fi right, because I just don't know what is a cloud-dependent thing, and what's local control, and what a firmware update could change that the next day, right?
0: Yeah, and 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 you know, to to add on to that, I think I think Zigbee is very safe, right? Z-Wave has that has that issue of it being proprietary to and and licensed, right, by yep. Silicon Labs. But I think, with that said, if you already have a Z-Wave radio with a Z-Wave, you know, switch, blinds, yep. whatever it is. I think I think you're still safe, right? I think I think you might not be able to add on to that unless Correct. unless yeah. you're getting it secondhand from I don't know whatever eBay and or whatever whatever it mm. is Facebook whatever, but I think at the same time, at least you can use what you have, right? You're yes. not completely dead in the water, and and I find that typically people that are using Zigbee and Z-Wave and, and these technologies are a little more familiar, or sometimes they're not, right? Because you you do have hubs that make it easy, right? So for example, um. When I first started getting into home uh, home automation, before I was on Home Assistant or really before I really had any idea of what I was doing, I got the Things Hub, and I got a bunch of uh, Z Wave switches, right, light switches. And you know, to me, I knew press pair here, press pair there, and it and right. it works, right, and it shows up. So, nice thing is that doesn't go away because there's no cloud dependency on that, or that's not. I mean, Silicon Labs as a, as a company could completely go under but your investment is still protected, right? Same, same with any Zigbee product, because again, as long as there's some manufacturer out there making this product, you can buy new products, right? Or if let's say everything stops, all of a sudden you can still continue using it because there's no reliance on anybody else. Will it get dated? Sure, but you can still use it, right? So I think, I think that's a, uh, that's a really, you know, succinct answer. What you, what you might want to stay away from though, are things like, Again, Bluetooth apps. Um, even though Bluetooth is, you know, a standard protocol and so on, the 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 way the companies use Bluetooth might be proprietary, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. I might be using some kind of encrypted Bluetooth connection between my lock and my phone, right? Um, and you know, in a case like that, well, fine. Then then that's not something that'll be easily replicable. If they if they pull out the lock's app, as an example, then you're you're you kind of shot yourself there because well. You can't Particularly really if you have
1: to log into that app, like if you like, yeah. let's say the app goes today. today, like you're on a, like you're using, uh, Kivo or Quickset. Yep. Um, if that app goes from the app store today, uh, you will have no, uh, way to pair your lock or, or unlock your lock via Bluetooth because yeah. you can't access that app. And even if you could access, you know, like an APK on Android and download it manually, if the app then requires you to log into a cloud. You still can't. You, you still can't use the app, right?
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not about the app. It's about the service behind the app, right? Mm. Um, and, you know, that That again, and I, I think we talked about this last episode, which is one of the reasons I moved away from from the Belkin Wemo as well as what they started to do is they started to say, hey, you know what, great, you didn't have, you didn't need an account before, it all worked. Well, guess what? Now you do, right? Mm-hmm. And so that means tomorrow, not that I think Belkin's going to go under, they're, they're a fairly, you know, solid company, but I, I do think that you know they do have the ability to now a, a break a device mm-hmm. or or b if they do go under or or they decide hey I don't want to maintain cloud anymore I don't want to be in the home automation space anymore w- whatever it is you know company directions change then that means you are potentially dead in the water now I know I know with WeMo there's a couple of you know things there where you can say hey you know I'm going to run it by a home kit so now it's locally controlled whatever whatever but point is it, there's still some level of dependence there
1: I wonder why we might did that. It's sort of I I'm I'm thinking maybe they want to require metrics. Uh but why do they need those metrics? That's sort of yeah. Sort of yeah. The wrong way for me to, to measure that, but that's okay.
0: Agreed, agreed. I, it's but but again, I think I think that's where the importance behind a is, you know, the ability that or there, them have some kind of an open protocol. like or leverage some kind of an open protocol like Zigbee even Z-Wave even though it's not open right Mm. um staying away from technologies like again even if it's Bluetooth fine how do they leverage Bluetooth right some some devices use Bluetooth and yeah you know what you can use an ESP device and emulate a a gateway for it right like a lot of people do that with the uh the Xiaomi plant sensors as an example right And, and I had that going for a while where you know I'd have a ESP32 as a gateway and and it would talk home to my home assistant instance so fine in a case like that sure that's great because i have no reliance on cloud uh, or 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 an app or login or anything like that but once once you need that that starts to become a problem so so you know 3dverse to kind of assess the kind of summarize the the, your the answer there is steer away from stuff that's not uh, either a open or b uh have some kind of Open local protocol behind it, right? So
1: um,
0: it, it's, it's really about that.
1: If you are going to do anything with Wi-Fi, um, I would say uh, if you've got local control on your Wi-Fi, uh, once you've got it working, then firewall that device off from the internet so that a firmware update can't come in and do a Wemo on you and all of a sudden put a cloud dependency in. Um, yeah, you know, It's the, the last thing you want to do is find out that, hey, this device that you had working locally—it's uh, just gone under. And oh, hang on, they put in a firmware update out and you didn't realize it. And now you're sort of stuck. Uh, that's the last situation you want to be in.
0: Yeah, and 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 there is there, there's some things where you can't necessarily get away from that, um, where you know the company decides to be, I don't know, kind of jerks about it, and mm. and say you know, like like for example, the Logitech uh, Harmony hubs, where they just decided, you know what, we want to EOL these devices. And we don't want to support them anymore, which that's fine to do one thing there. But essentially what they did is they let uh, behind the scenes what happened is they they let a certificate expire that that they could have just, you know, easily pushed a, yeah. push a new firmware update down, renewed a certificate, whatever. I'm sure there's there's a hundred ways behind that. Um, you know, there there there's some there's some give and take there. Right. Um, but, you know, in in to me, that was very, very poorly played. Um, mm-hmm. Because th- their their direction was exactly what you said, Phil. which just take it and e waste it, right? Yep. Which is, you know, to me is a you're you're not doing right by your customer. And at least at least insteon's like, hey, listen, we ran out of money, sorry guys. Logitech is not out of money, <laughs> right? And, <laughs> no. and and to me to me that that is not a good business practice, right? Um, there's no, there's it,
1: we've certainly talked about it, right? Like it that was I think I've stopped using. Uh, anything Logitech now, just because of the way they handled that situation. Totally,
0: totally. I mean, I, I, I do, with that said, I do I do have Logitech devices, but, you know, keyboards, mice, stuff like that, I don't, I don't, I, I'm with you on the, on the smart home
1: smart side. Smart home of that, stuff, right? yeah. Get rid of it. And I think if you're looking for a resource to find out, you know, what is, uh, you know, at risk, I think, uh, just because we are used to Home Assistant, the Home Assistant documentation, does have what they call a like a device class. Yeah. So if you look up, if you're thinking, you know, let's say you're considering uh, using Philips Hue or you know some other random obscure thing, you can actually go in um, to their documentation on Home Assistant, and you can just Google you know what device you're looking for, Home Assistant. Maybe the community forums will come up as well with some answers. But the device class will tell you, you know, is it local push, local, you know, does it use a web scraping, or sorry, not web scraping, that's uh, not allowed anymore, but, you know, does it use local API, does it use a web API, does it need cloud uh, polling, cloud dependencies, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. There is that, anything cloud in there should be a red flag, uh, in my opinion. Yep. Um, and then, you know, look, basically prioritize anything that's got local in it. And, yeah, there's a whole ton of devices over there.
0: Yeah, and, 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 you know, I, I am a big fan now. Even when I look at buying new devices, a lot of times it is it is um, local. Lo, local configure is basically a, one of the big things I look for, mm. right? Um, again, or or protocols that are fully local, like ZigBee, Z way so yep.
1: on. Another way, uh, another good idea to do now um, is Apple HomeKit. So if yep. there is a device that supports, you know, is cloud dependent, but has an Apple HomeKit, you know, uh, certification, then Apple HomeKit can, is a local protocol and yeah. Apple being Apple has sort of locked that down. So, you know, if your device, you know, talks HomeKit, then there shouldn't be a cloud dependency there, which is another way to get around things.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, what does that mean for, you know, will HomeKit stay alive Well whatever, but the nice thing there is there's again, HomeKit emulators, right. Where, uh, for example, HomeBridge, right. Which, uh And Home Assistant has some, some variant of that built into it, but, but HomeBridge is, I know a lot of people that just have their entire automation based on HomeBridge and say, Hey, I have these, you know, HomeKit devices and I want to leverage that. And sometimes I have these non-HomeKit devices that are in Home Assistant and I want to send that to HomeKit. Right. So it's, it's a nice uh, two-way, two-way conversation there between using HomeBridge. Right. So I think that's a, that's a really nice, uh, in between two. And and yeah, totally you're right Phil there. Uh, HomeKit's a great uh, great way to do it too. As much as I don't use HomeKit, I I really respect Apple for you know, basically enforcing or forcing people mm. to say, "Hey, you know what? You you have to have some kind of local control." And and that was that was actually the alternate for for the Belkin WeMos. Is the way you set it up is you you if you do get a new WeMo device, uh run it via HomeKit, add it to HomeKit and and it will pull in that way. Um and then, and then you can run it locally that way. So even if even if Belkin dies or whatever, then then this is you know you can still use your device, which makes sense. Um, Alan has a question. What about Unify? They seem to be heading towards a cloud first model.
1: That is Plus, a... Yeah. <laughs> it's a. bit of a loaded question. With Unify, we have no prob- We have no idea if uh, Unify is going under or anything. Just to preface that. To me, just as a generic sort of answer, I think that uh, something's going cloud. To me, I would say, why are you going cloud? That that sort of yeah. a, it makes me a bit hesitant. I know Unify has been a very um, yeah, popular brand, uh, especially with you know the open source community. Um, you know they they have rock solid products, but now that they're going cloud first, why?
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there's so, so uh, this one's hard for me. So, so I work for a cloud cloud networking <laughs> division within within a networking company. So I, I think there's pros and cons, right. And, and a lot of it is, you know, you, you have to look at the company. So Insteon as an example is a smaller company or a smaller organization that builds a lot of these devices, um, ubiquity again, from a size perspective, I don't know, right? Like in that sense, and 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 again, in all honesty, Alan, I I haven't looked at their financials. I haven't looked at any of that stuff. Uh, I do, I do. Again, full disclosure, I, I do compete with with Ubiquity, Unify devices, and so on and so forth. Right? Um, there's good and bad, right? Good is if that's the only thing you're using, um, and and for home, and and or are you using it for professional, you know, enterprises and and or or just companies, right? So there's two facets here for home, you know, I like keeping things local, um, or having some kind of local ability there when it comes to organizations, there's a difference because now you're dealing with things that can make your troubleshooting easier. Things that can, you know, there might be a big data backend. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with the Unify side of it, but again, that is that those are things that can be there. So there, there is pros there. Um. But for just setting up, you know, hey, I need this VLAN, blah, blah, blah. And if you're not in an official troubleshooting capacity, if you're not, you know, an IT administrator, is that required? Maybe not. Right. Um, there, there's, there's, it's a cost versus convenience thing. And and uh, again, the same thing with home automation, except the problem with home automation is a lot of times it's, it's in your wall, it's in your door, it's in mm-hmm. your... So so it's, it's quite a bit more of a pain. Um, whereas... You know, networking devices I think are also easily replaceable, where you can just rip it out and, and put it in again, right? So,
1: I think for me, it's sort of what if things going to the cloud sort of tells me that they're trying to get metrics, perhaps, uh, on people in, yeah. in or, or data. You know, our you know our devices have transferred X amount of data. Maybe they want to use that. Um, it's it sort of reminds me of the whole argument that people have against putting the Amazon Echo or Google Home devices in their home, right? They don't want, mm-hmm. you know, a device sitting there uh, on my network, you know, taking metrics back to Amazon or to Google. To, you know, if you're not paying for it, you are the product, right? Um, that just jumps out, you know, when you say, you know, are oh, they heading towards a cloud-first model? That's what jumps out to me. Like, I don't know if they're doing that. They could be, as Rohan just said, using it as a support mechanism, which is perfectly yeah. fine. Uh, but, yeah, for me, it's just what could that data be doing up in the cloud for me?
0: Yeah. I, th- I think it's also description involved and so on and so forth. And, and as much as I am not a fan, especially... At home, I'm not a fan of that. Again, Mm. enterprise-wide, that's different because now you have support, you have all of those things. I don't necessarily care at home for those things, right? But if there is a monthly subscription and the organization has kind of costed it out appropriately, it'll be okay. So, like, for example, uh, in the home assistant world, you do have the option of uh, having a you know whatever is six dollars seven dollars a month whatever it is now uh, subscription with Nabucasa which is which is Home Assistant's kind of not parent mm. company but but it, it, it's it's a company found built by uh, or founded by a lot of the Home Assistant folks including including Paulus who who um, first built Home Assistant right but I think I think the costing there is inclusive of their cloud costs so as as costs as as cloud costs go up to run the cloud or, or to, you know, upgrade systems or to maintain things, you know, there, there's, there's some level of transparency there too, right? Hey, saying, Hey, you know, this cost that you're, that you're paying is actually going towards a powering our communities uh, pages, B powering our integrations that l- allow your Amazon echoes or your Google homes or, or what have you to easily integrate with this, right? With, with home assistant and so on and so forth. So again, there's value there. But I think there's also sustainability there, and again, in the case of Nabucasa, tomorrow if they decide, hey, you know what, I want to I want to pull our shutters and or that we want to pull our shutters, and you know, fine, you can still run Home Assistant in the background with with nothing there, right? So,
1: I think that's uh, that's there as well. So, yeah, monthly. The, if there is a monthly subscription fee, I don't want to have to pay a monthly subscription fee to my ISP and a monthly subscription fee to my uh, router just to get access to the internet right yeah I think I think there's also like different and and
0: especially for home there's also other manufacturers that run massive cloud services right such as Google such as um, Amazon who has who bought Eero, I believe mm-hmm. um, there, there's there's all of these uh, companies that do run large clouds as well and saying okay you know what we're just gonna carve off this little section and and you can use your red or, or off of that, and you can use that to manage that kind of stuff. Sure, I would trust. Um, you know, I think, I think, yeah. There, there's, I'll, I'll leave it there. I think. I think that's fair. Right? Just, just again, the, the likelihood of can Google shut down? Can Amazon shut down? Absolutely. Will they? Probably not as likely.
1: Oh, uh, you say that, but Google's <laughs> it's, for it's killing true. off products, right? It, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Go, Google,
0: especially, is the worst for being like, eh, we don't want to do this anymore. See. ya yeah. <laughs> right uh but but again as as a company will they shut down i don't know but i i also you know just seeing how google has shut down projects it's typically not overnight um like this instian uh, kind of i don't know debacle if you want to yeah. call it I don't, I don't know what word to use even but unlike this situation i think i think typically google likes to give a bit of a hey you know in six months we're going to start decommissioning our servers or or whatever. So go start finding uh, stuff around this, all right? Okay, cool. Like at, at least at least there's a bit of time, right? So yeah. But so I mean, from in terms of that, you know, hopefully hopefully that gives a little bit of direction there, Alan. I know I know we didn't directly answer the question, because um, because in all honesty, I, I I don't know where where uh, ubiquity is headed. And as I said, I. I, I directly compete with them. So I don't think they want to disclose that information to me, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in my, in my professional life, but it, 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 it is what it is. Right. So, um, you know, is it bad? doesn't have to be, but you know, is it good depending on what you're using it for? Maybe not. Right. All right.
1: Um, and just as a side note, if you do want to see something, uh, someone has created instioff.com, um, which is basically they've taken the Instion homepage and um, scrubbed everything out that they do. And, <laughs> and this was just, I think that it was created just before Instion put up their notice to say, hey, what's actually happening? Um, just people getting so annoyed. So
0: that is, that is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's just a
1: single Page. static HTML yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that is uh We've, that's things, yeah pretty hilarious so here uh for folks that want to see it it's literally just a <laughs> picture <laughs> with uh, all the stuff crossed out so that is uh that is pretty funny uh that's good cool all right I think that
1: is it that's all we wanted to chat about today um any you some ideas uh, if you are stuck in Insion on where to go to what not to do um and you know if you're considering new devices you know i think there are some resources out there definitely check the even if you don't use home assistant do check out the home assistant documentation yeah. if there is an integration there just to see uh if it's a cloud dependency or, or what people have done when things have gone wrong i think it, it does you know remind us that uh when we are putting things in our walls or we're investing in ecosystems you know we it is a two-way relationship um, yeah. and sometimes we don't necessarily get that uh the relationship can be one-sided unfortunately
0: yeah no exactly so but with that said if anybody's any got any comments put it in the comments um, or you can also email us feedback at all things Um yeah that's I think that's it that's a that's a wrap, that's a wrap.